Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. With me today, I'm super excited to talk to this guest. Uh, he is a Magic the Gathering content creator, um, creator of tabletop jocks, and an actor. Um, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have some fun today. So yeah, if you'd like to introduce yourself, hey, thanks for having me. Uh, this is your boy, aka or <laughs> Joe Johnson, <laughs> aka Black Nito, aka Bushido Brown. Uh, getting it in. Uh, I'm very very uh, grateful to be here this morning. Uh, I got up super early and I'm I'm stoked for this. So yeah, yeah I mean not like early today. Like I've been up, I've been up and up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we we, we hype for this. Yeah, I was gonna say super early, man. I got kids. I was up at five this morning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, no, I'm yeah, I'm super excited to get into it. But you know where I always like to get started um, because you've done you have a lot of cool stuff going on. But where I always like to start mm-hmm. is how did you get into nerd stuff in general? Oh man, I always been a, always been a nerd. Um, just, I mean, back in the day, I grew up in Flint, Michigan, um, and as you know, you know, blurred culture is yeah, it's it's a little it's a little strange because even when um, you know being a nerd became popular, black folks still don't get down with that shit. Like <laughs> yeah. we're just like nah, and it was hard growing up to like kind of let that nerd flag fly. I kind of always had to like. At least I felt like I had to uh, adhere to the social norms. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had to play basketball. Like ball was life. I had to, you know, yeah. uh, definitely, you know, wear the the Jays. I mean, Jays is still shit, but uh, <laughs> you know, but I had to adhere to these all these social norms. And I didn't really kind of start letting that fly until I got into college. I went to Western Michigan and. Um, Kalamazoo. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of more for me going from Flint to Kalamazoo was like a social, like wake up, like, Oh damn, where are all the black folks at? (laughs) (laughs) But, but it allowed me to like dive into a lot of other different things that I had normally been like, Hey, you don't know about this. Like, like literally like, it was like, I didn't even know who the Beatles were, dog. Like, I mean, I kind of knew of them, but I never heard it. I never heard like any of these other bands or any of this other music. I was, I was like, oh, I'm watching BET, yeah, Yo MTV raps, and that's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing else. It's like hip hop and R and B. So, uh, I think where I got my first stint in like diving into nerd culture, uh, I was huge into video games. I was always a, a closet video game fan. I would have like a little group of friends that we would come over and skip school and. Uh, don't don't skip school, kids. Yeah, don't skip uh, but, school. <laughs> but if you do, play video games, but, I guess. But if you do play video games and get real good at it and then yeah. make some money. Yeah. Uh, so, so we would meet up and play Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and Tekken and Street Fighter. And, you know, I had this sign on my door that I was like, on my dorm room door, I was like, yo, if you can beat me at any of these games, I'll give you 50 bucks. And to okay. play me for each one, for each round, is like $10. Yeah. So I will rack up dough. I mean, like straight up Will Smith, Uncle Phil. Yeah. Bring me Lucille. Like, <laughs> like I'd be doubling down on these cats. And I've been, and I had a list of games. I'm like, you can pick any of these games and I will buy you. Yeah. And um, I met one of my good friends. His name's Jay Stedman. Uh, you know, actually, it's funny. 
I bodied him so hard in Marvel's Capcom 2, he stopped playing. He's like, I'm never playing this game ever again. You suck. No, no point. Infinite, yeah. <laughs> infinite combos. Like, I can't. I didn't get down with this when I grew up. I'm like, that's all we get down with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he taught me how to play Magic the Gathering. Okay. Uh, which was kind of cool because, like, I had really only been in the video game aspect of that um, you know, up until that point. And then he taught me in the same summer. I didn't, I wasn't dating anybody at the time. So I had a lot of time on my hands. So mm-hmm. I, I learned how to play Magic and learned how to play uh, World of Warcraft in the same summer. So oh, wow. I was literally just doing nothing but that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like after my fascination got into um, Magic, I, I really was digging it for the art style. And I was like, man, this is really dope. I all these different cars, they do different things. It, it, you know, it was kind of like a like role playing aspect for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the cards and I had a cat that was you know just randomly browsing I worked at like GameStop or whatever back in the day it was like you know a little college chump change but uh, this cat was like yo I heard you over you know I heard you talking about Magic the Gathering I was like oh yeah I just started playing like it's really cool and he's like yeah I'm actually getting out of the game do you want my cards and I was like sure how much you want for him he was like bruh don't even trip like if you're going to continue to play this game I, all I ask is it if you ever get tired of playing, ship your cards to somebody else. Yeah. So Brother Man gave me like eight 5K boxes of Magic cards because wow. he had been playing since he started. Yeah. And so he was like, yeah, I took out all the good stuff. You know, here here you go. Bruh had like Shocklands and Duels and Fetches. And like, I was like, bruh, like, <laughs> my, my man was going through it. And he was and we and we had no idea what the value was at the time. We were just yeah. like, hey, this car looks cool. You keep this. I keep this. And we would just go through all the boxes and we just divvied it up four and four. And, uh, you know, when I came out to Cali, I had a couple of cats looking at my stuff. And they were just like, bro, like you have like five, six hundred dollar cards in here. Like you need to like <laughs> sleeve these up. And like, <laughs> it was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It, yeah, it's so well. I mean, you know, Magic's been around for a super long time now. I want mm-hmm. to say, God, I think I first encountered it when I was like 10, mm-hmm. 24 years ago. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, it's been around, but it's changed so much. I remember, um, so, you know, we have mutual friend uh, Lexi. That's how I first learned about you. Yes. Um, and Lexi one time was just on Twitter, like saying a bunch of Magic slang, and I've been out of it so long. I was like, what the, what are you talking about? Like this doesn't, I don't understand any of this. This is not compute. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but yeah, it's, you know, trading cards when they, when they stick around like that, you, you have those things. It's like, you know, the shit becomes rare. It's like, it's, it's a card that's an older card, whatever. Like, so yeah, that's super cool. That you, did you, I mean, did you end up selling those or did you end up keeping them? What'd you end up do with it? So I ended up, um, going to a, a local game store and, um, at the time, I had started playing standard because I was like, okay, well, let me, you know, see what, see what this is all about. And I was like right at the end of the rotation, but I bought a new deck. Uh-huh. And so I didn't know that standard rotated out. So I was like, yeah, I got a new standard deck. And they're like, yeah, and literally next week, this deck is illegal. I was like, what do you mean this deck is illegal? They're like, yeah, this is all these cards are rotating out. You just spent like a grip, like buying all this stuff up. I was like, God damn it. So I learned the wrong way yeah. how to get in. And then, uh, Another cat overheard me uh, that I'm still cool with named Christian. He was like, bro, let me teach you about um, this format called Commander. And I was like, sure, whatever. That's cool. You know, uh, he was like, yeah, you only need one card of every type. 
and you need 100 cards. And I was like, oh, that seems easy. And so I would play with these cats, and they were on that the same level of Marvel's Capcom 2 that I was on, but in card form. Yeah. So, like, I sat down at a table. Motherfuckers would win in, like, turn, turn one wins, turn one, two, three. They were playing CDH before it, it became a thing. <laughs> and so I was, like, born into the fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, obviously my decks didn't really match up, but I was like trying to think of ways to compete with them because I was mm-hmm. like, well, I need to I need to have my skills all across the board. Plus, you know, I got to represent for, for the for the brothers out there. Yeah. Can't be out in here half stepping, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. this, this black dude don't know how, how, how it goes down. I'm like, I know how it goes down. Uh, these these hands will get I ready to eat for everyone. So yeah. <laughs> I started to step my game up. And after, you know, eventually, you know, getting into it for a little bit. Uh, you know, just figured out like what colors I really liked, what synergies I really liked, um, and just kind of the thing, you know, kind of be bobbing and weaving, figuring it all out. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of how I really got into it. You know, it was really yeah. really cool. Just have a couple cats, POC. You know, black and brown people teach me, you know, the ropes, and that's kind of where you know I I want to give back to the community, and, and that's why I started Tabletop Jocks. I was like, yo. There needs to be more representation in this in this community. There's so many, you know, POC, Black and Brown, BIPOC people that need to uh, be able to experience this just like, you know, like I'm not shitting on anybody else, but like we have the least amount of representation in this community. And yeah. it's 2022, man. Like this should not <laughs> yeah. be a thing, you know? So yeah. uh, just putting it out there, like, it, you know, I'm, I've been seeing a lot, of, especially like getting into TTRPGs and, See, in that community, that's how I kind of met Lexi um, as well. And, you know, Michael Sinclair and just all the homies, KP, um, uh, Persephoroth, like, you know, all the, all the homies that kind of embraced that that culture and were like, B-Dave, you know, bringing, in, mm-hmm. bringing it in for, for the black and brown folks. And I was like, okay, I see y'all. That's what's up. So let me try to give back to the community as well. So that's, that's kind of been my mission statement uh, from Jump. You know, been doing it since since January first, and it's going really well. You know, yeah. I feel like it's it's a, it's it's been a an interesting start. You know, people on YouTube they uh, they don't realize like how much goes into production. And if they, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, if you're consuming this content for absolutely fucking free, like the, the audacity of some of these cats, like, well, your audio sucks, and yours da da da. I'm like, <laughs> are you fucking chipping in, motherfucker? Like, if you ain't. <laughs> yeah. if, if you ain't paying my bills, then you can shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just getting into the game, but I, I'm starting to understand, you know, like there's a standard quote, a quota in, in this market uh, in order for me to, you know, kind of compete with that. I got to, you know, we got to break some bread, but like, mm-hmm. I don't have just unlimited funds. You know what I mean? I'm just, it's yeah. just me and a, and a couple of editors uh, that, that are passionate about this. So, you know, we're, we're learning and growing and trying to figure out like what we need to bring our our quality up you know for the show but we're just having fun you know it's a vibe <laughs> yeah for sure i mean i think yeah i think it it, it was you know watching the uh, lexi's one shot um with y'all and and seeing that like it it's so much fun and i think it's one of those things like you know i think every show has an an ability unless you're like fucking critical role where you have millions of dollars going into your production like there's always things that we're going to want to improve but what's what are you putting out there and how is that like that's what we engage with as an audience and i think i think that part of it is just incredible and i think you're doing like you said you know that mission of 
of bringing it to people and and creating representation and i think that's just i mean that's amazing that's you know you can't beat that because we need it and i think yeah. it's it's so important you know when we, so many people look at these games kind of like you said like you know we're blurred especially if you grew up in a black community or in a place where people you're the only sometimes if you're the only black person where it's like no matter what you're society's telling you what you need to be and um some places have more liberty with that and other places don't <laughs> and then you kind of yeah, just no. <laughs> you, you get stuck in this in this grind and then you're looking at it like well shit how do we how do we bring this to people you know um right. so yeah i love that i think um so you said you started in in january was that january of this year January this year. That's amazing. So I want to ask you then, uh, I want to kind of get into like how you got to LA, but real quick, I want to ask you, because I think this is huge for so many people who are now creating content. Like you have, it seems like a pretty big audience. Like what do you think was something that helped build that or, or how do you think that you've done that? Well, um, a friend of mine that was, he's an editor on, uh, on game nights. He works for command zone. His name's Craig. Mm-hmm. And I play magic with him for, fucking years yeah and he hit me up and was like yo um i work on this show it's called game nights you know if you want to be on it da 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 play some edh i was like oh that's, that sounds cool yeah I'll, I'll, I'll you know give me the dates let me know what's good and so you know without thinking because I, I never really consumed content like that mm-hmm. and so i kind of was just like yeah that's cool whatever and so i did the show uh jimmy and josh really cool Ashlyn, she's actually going to be on the show soon. And, uh, you know, I just thought nothing of that. I was like, oh, man, this is a dope little setup. They got cool. We we play some magic. We had some fun. You know, I was yeah. on there just, you know, kind of hamming it up, uptaking soaring, just doing crazy shit that I normally don't do in games. But I was like, I feel like this is a silly environment. I feel like I don't need to be, like, ultra competitive. Like, I'm just having a good time, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, from there, they, you know, received such a good, you know, feedback from my performance they were like yo you want to come on and do another episode i was like sure let's do it you know so we did that and my buddy was like yeah i'm running analytics and he was like bro you need to like do your own show um and i was like okay cool and you know without going too deep into you know what happened last year you know um uh with all that all the bs and drama Mm -hmm. and shit like that Mm -hmm. uh i basically did that with someone and then that someone turned out to be someone else. And I was mm. like, all right, well, let me just part ways and do my own thing. Um, and it was a lot of, a lot of drama with that. Also too, just like me coming from the hood. I, I grew up in, I grew up in fucking Flint. And that I mean, I guess it's not, I'm not making an excuse for myself, but like if somebody from the streets came at me on some, like on some shit talking type shit, I, I automatically clap back. That's just, that's just a knee jerk <laughs> yeah. response. Like, yeah. like you respect my mind and get your brains knocked out. Yeah. So when these little YouTuber comments started coming in, especially on like, you know, issues where I was like, you know, I wore a black lives matter shirt with, um, you know, a bunch of Marvel characters on it. Mm-hmm. And just, do you see that the sus pool of negativity that's, yeah. that's permeating throughout nerd culture and throughout just people just want to, paint you as this i don't know whatever it is and not listen to hey well i'm not i'm not out here breaking shit and and fucking shit up i'm talking about being shot dead in the street because of the way i look 
Yeah. And literally just surviving. <laughs> surviving. Like, and motherfuckers that don't understand that and don't have a mentality of that, they think the inconvenience means they're being persecuted. Whereas mm-hmm. we go through this shit every day. And it's like, you were inconvenienced for a hot second. You think this is unfair? Nigga, try being black. You know what yeah. I mean? Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try being black for a second. And, and you will see, like, you will never be able to walk a mile in my shoes because mm-hmm. we do this shit every day. Yeah. And, and that's for also, you know, saying trans people, for gay people, for, um, you know, just, just all, if you are cis white male, you need to sit the fuck down <laughs> on this issue. <laughs> yeah. You need to sit the fuck down. Just listen, yeah. you know? Um, and I clapped back at motherfuckers. I was, I was in them comments. I was heated. And <laughs> yeah. anybody who came at me on, on any standpoint, I would clap back be like, fuck you. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I was like, this is my right to clap back. Like I grew up listening to motherfucking NWA and fucking Eminem and <laughs> yeah. like, you know, motherfuckers that did, did you talk shit to them? Oh, you, you can put under the bus lyrically. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and I had to realize that my platform, it wasn't about people talking shit to me and me. It was about my reaction. Mm-hmm. And if they perceive me as the negative person or being, you know, the, the angry black man, you know what I'm saying? Like defending yourself is the angry black man. Like, okay, sure. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah. finding different ways to kind of spin that and, and let them know that in this, in this moment, you are being disrespectful. I'm going to let you know, but if you were to do this to somebody in the hood, you might get fucking clapped. They, <laughs> yeah. might, they, might, they might put that blick up on you, you know, yeah. like for real, like, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's just a different culture to me. And I didn't understand what YouTube or internet, like I, I didn't really fuck with all that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, coming in the, coming in the game, just being like, okay, I'm, I'm respecting, you know, what this is seeing that, allowing myself to change, allowing myself to be that voice of reason now and, vo- and that beacon of like, okay, cool. If you're representing, you know, black and brown people and, and this community in that stage, and you're trying to bring that to light, I got to come up with some, I got to go, you know, Black Nito is my, is my namesake because I love Magneto. And then he's the derivative. He's, he was created from Malcolm X. So that's, you already know my standpoint on that shit. Yeah. But I, I had to come at it with a little more Martin and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got to balance the shit out, you know, yeah. let people know that like, I ain't that motherfucker to fuck with, but on some, on some real shit, I'm going to be, I'm going to be cool. You're going to be respectful. Yeah. And I feel like that's the thing too, is like anyone who I've ever worked with, anybody who I've met, I've I've had nothing but joy and good times, especially if they come on my set, especially if I'm on set with them. Mm-hmm. I haven't met like it's 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 funny, like, you know, it's this stupid ass Reddit thread that's out and it's like I ain't looked at it yet because I was like, I'm not on Reddit. And I had all these cats coming at me, you're toxic and you're this. I'm like, where's all this shit coming from? Like, y'all motherfuckers don't even know me. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is that people will like no matter what, people will believe the first person to say something mm-hmm. on the internet. Yeah. And that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And that's fucking bullshit. And that that just it grinds my gears to a fucking halt. And it's like, bitch, you don't know me. Get to know me. Ask me what's up. Like, holla at your boy. If you think that I'm this terrible human being and y'all, you know, out here spreading this bullshit, holla at your boy. But yeah, yeah, my mom always told me like real talk. She was like, you don't need to defend yourself for anybody's shit. You are a, you are who you are, and you are gonna gravitate. People are gonna gravitate to you for who you are gonna be, and you you don't need to do nothing. Like the actions speak louder than words, yeah. And that's literally what you know what it was. So 
after October, got away from the old channel, started, started, you know, figuring out my new channel. And by December, I was already shooting. I had, you know, logos, working with artists, you know, making sure they were all taken care of. And we were ready to go January 1st, boom, launched. Yeah. And it's just been, it's just been going ever since, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. I think as a, as a, uh, also as a black man, like I understand that, but I think it, it maybe because of that, like I looked at when I first looked at, you know, your Twitter and, and your YouTube and stuff like that, the, the, honestly, the first thing I, I immediately felt was like, Oh, like he's full of joy. Like he's just like, mm-hmm. he's always smiling. Everybody seems happy around him. Like everybody's excited. Like it never once me was like, this is, this is a negative person. Stay away. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that's super wild. Um, but I, I get like, it's true. I mean, I, you know, I have uh, a deeper voice. I, you know, if I'm not like smiling, like people would be like, well, why do you, why are you upset? I'm like, I'm not upset. I'm just, I'm just existing. <laughs> I'm existing. Yeah. I'm just being, I'm just being who I am. I'm like, I ain't got to yeah. flowers and sunshine all the goddamn time. Like shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, you know, it's tough sometimes to, to deal with, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, like you said, we just kind of, we got to keep it pushing and, and, mm-hmm. you know, move forward and, and just do what we can do because honestly, you know, the people who, who are going to accept it are going to accept it. And the rest of the folks are just, you know, we don't need you, I yeah. guess. Exactly. Um, and, and, and that's honestly, that's the realest talk ever because I, I'd, I'd rather my another goal that I had in mind was like, I'd rather create a new community mm-hmm. that is, you know, I can I can run somebody on the streets and they can be like, oh shit, like you know, what up? Yeah. You know, I don't need like, and I I'll be real, LGSs, <clears throat> they're the, at least the ones I, <clears throat> out here that I've been I, I've been to. I don't really ever I've never felt welcome. Yeah. I've never felt like I belonged at a local game store. Yeah, I've never felt like I've walked in and, and just been embraced. It's been like, why are you here? Kind of mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, and that's why you know this this is the first year I've ever you know started to go to these conventions because i always figured well if it's going to be a massive lgs then fuck that i'm good you know what i mean yeah, i don't yeah. need to be around that energy uh so i but i went to vegas mtg vegas uh you know a few a couple months ago actually i remember a month and a half ago uh and i had a time in my life you know what i mean meeting you know meeting and greeting with people and just kicking it uh just found a lot of people who were you know my tribe and just yeah. kind of just you know cast just just want to kick it and like Hey man, listen, like if I can meet you and like immediately want to go grab a drink or go, you know, go kick it on some real shit and not even fuck with, you know, talking about magic, that's my, that's my tribe. And that's the kind of vibe I want to bring to tabletop jocks. It doesn't have to be over analytical. It doesn't have to be this, you know, Hey, we're, we're worrying about every single move and every single, it's like, man, you fucked up. Who cares? Whatever. You know what I mean? Let's move on. We, we chilling, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause it really ain't that damn serious. It's a fucking <laughs> kids game, bro. We just, we just big kids in this shit, uh, you sure. know. So that, that's just, that's the vibe, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. So um, yeah, kind of going back to earlier, what what brought you out to LA or I to California? I don't know if you're exactly yeah. in LA, but yeah, yeah. No, I'm yeah, I'm in I'm deep in LA, like West Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it got me. I came out here for grad school. Uh, I went to UC Irvine for grad school, which was completely different from what I thought because undergrad was real hard. It mm. was, they were tough. <laughs> yeah. Like they did not, they didn't fuck around. They would, my teachers would be like, yo, 
bringing in statistics. Like if y'all still want to act, here's the amount of actors that are working on a daily basis. 5% of y'all out of X amount of dollars. You still want to do this shit every day, drilling into your head, never got complimented. Not one time. I mean, it was just like, it was like, all right, y'all can do better though. And so that, but that gave me that competitive edge. I think when it came out here, cause I was ready to fucking go. Yeah. Um, and, and no, no bullshit. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to like, talk shit about my grad school experience. I had a great time, met some great people. Um, but I think in comparison to my undergrad, it was very much the like a 180 for me. Yeah. It was just like, hey, everything's flowers and sunshine. Everything's great. And it was just like, that's kind of how, like when you hear like, when you come out to Cali and you feel like, oh yeah, when you hear all these stories about, man, these motherfuckers is fake out here. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. I was like, y'all being fake as hell. Like, tell me some real shit. You know what I mean? Like, I could take it. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, yeah. you know, what's the name from the corner? I, 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 I grew up hearing some real talk. My mom is the same way. My therapist is the same way. My girl is the same way. So it's like, I grew up with motherfuckers telling me the real, my, my, my people around me, they don't, they don't, I come out to, looking like the bullshit they'd be like man turn the mic around you you need to put that that outfit on not not what you got on whatever the fuck you got on you need to throw that in the trash you know what I mean? i'm just used to hearing real yeah. talk <laughs> yeah so um so i came out here for grad school uh did a three-year thing um graduated got my mfa and we had a showcase and i picked up an agent right out of that and then i just started the hustle and it was just, it's just been on the grind since then. It's been really cool. And it started to pick up, honestly, really during the pandemic. Like, I mean, I guess we're still technically in it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I really got to, uh, you know, I really got to start to, to shine during during the pandemic. Like, you know, auditions started popping up. I mean, I got one even later today. Nice. <laughs> you know, shit, shit started, you know, popping off. And it's just, you know, a testament to perseverance. It's like, if you want to get something done, uh, you just got to work hard and just keep doing it and know that there's there's no end game. You know, people come up with like, oh, man, I got, you know, my backup plan is this. No, this is your plan. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Stick with the plan. <laughs> there's no backup plan. Because if you think in your mind there's a backup plan, you're always going to look for that that loophole to try to escape to go to do something else. Yeah. And it's like, no, just double down on yourself. Believe in yourself. Have the ambition. Put the people around you that are going to motivate you. They're going to be you know, not out here, you know, oh man, let me go hang out with so-and-so and such and such. Okay. What's so-and-so and such and such doing? Are they fucking, are they ambitious? Are they, are they goal-driven? Are they goal-oriented? Are they, are they on the grind as well? Are they also, honestly, are they doing better than you're doing? <laughs> you know, cause like yeah. a lot of cats that I hang out with, they're doing way better than I'm doing. And I'm aspiring to get to that level. I've never been like a jealous cat. Like, oh man, I see Like when I see my friends win, I'm like, fuck yeah, we win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we're all winning. It's the yeah. team. So, you know, I would just encourage anybody who's starting to do this, anything, or just, you know, starting to do any venture, stick with that shit. Just, just persevere because you're, you're going to get it. It's like my boy, my boy gave me the best analogy for this. He's like, imagine yourself being on a wall full of toothbrushes and it's just, it's just a wall full of toothbrushes and you are like fifth in line and you're like somebody, you know, taking them off the aisle, taking them off the aisle, taking them off the aisle. You're next up, you're next up. But then somebody replaces all the toothbrushes and puts them in front of yours. And you're like, damn, I was about to be next. Eventually you will get that. Mm-hmm. Eventually you will, you will get taken off the wall, but it's a, it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a race. Yeah. You got to really love this shit. You got to really love what you're doing and you have to be passionate about it. You just have to be passionate about just putting out your, putting your own shit out there. Um, because it's going to happen. It just, 
it, it, you know, I'm like I'm looking at cats like Morgan Freeman and, and Sam Jackson and didn't get their start until they're like late forties, early fifties. And I'm like, damn, okay, I got a long way for that to happen. So let me uh let me just stay on the grind and just be motivated and focused. Yeah. I remember I've listened to that recent interview that uh Sam Jackson did with um God, what is her name? Uh another amazing actress and I cannot remember her name, but they were just sitting down talking to each other and he was talking about like being an understudy for Morgan Freeman and Denzel. Mm -hmm. And like, and it's like so wild to think about, like, because we've all seen them as, you know, grown ass men and like, but yeah, they were young in their twenties at one point, like trying to do theater and whatever they, whatever jobs they could get. Um, And yeah, it really is. It's tough. I think anybody who's like serious about content creation understands that grind of like shit's gonna go up some weeks and it's gonna go down some weeks and it's gonna you're never really know um you know and it's i mean even for myself like i think what keeps pushing me forward is one i love doing this but also like the people who engage with what i do and who engage with me seem to love me mm-hmm. and and so it's like i love that and i, mm-hmm. I love giving them joy in, in what i do and I'm hoping that other people will also do that because presumably, statistically, they'll probably love what I do too. So, um, you know, but it's, but yeah, it, you know, it takes, it takes time and, and a lot of, a lot of work. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a grind. It's a grind, you know, but it's, it's a fun grind. You know, I was just talking to Julie the other day. That's, that's my fiance. She, um, you know, when we were just in the, making some little sketches or whatever for, for our new sponsors or whatever. It was, it was just, it brought everyone in the energy so much in the room, so much energy and joy of doing this. And it's like, sure, this is a grind, but it doesn't have to be a painful grind. It doesn't have to be, you know, like find your lane and stick to it. Or, you know, I mean, there's all, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, you just do magic gathering. But I love all nerdy shit. Like I said, I, I started with, video games and I definitely want to get back to it. I'm even going to Evo this year. I met up with some cats uh last night at the at the movies and they were like the whole like basically circuit of cats that do all the the tournaments like Evo and you know all the all the video fighting game stuff and I was like, oh damn, okay, this is dope. Let's yeah. have a little crossover. Um so yeah, I, I want to bring in as much nerd culture as possible uh underneath the umbrella of tabletop jacks. That's that's definitely a goal of mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, speaking of that, like when did you first get introduced to uh tabletop role-playing games? Actually, I started my first D and D campaign. I want to say like two, maybe two and a half years ago. Okay. And I had always been intrigued. I'd always, you know, heard it was fun and people were like, dude, you're an actor. You would fucking love it. Like yeah. you literally <laughs> are just acting and rolling dice. So you pick a character and do the whole thing. So um, uh, I, you know, we got a DM, we got a, some people over and we just, you know, we just roll with it. And after that, I got asked to DM a game and I was super nervous. I was like, I don't even know the rules of this game. You want me to DM? <laughs> They're like, well, you just have to be a storyteller. That's all you have to do is just be a storyteller and have fun and hire and make sure that everyone else is having fun. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I think I could do that. And, you know, there was a couple of people that were like seasoned vets and then a couple of people who were like just new to the game and everybody had a, had, had a blast. We all had a good time. We were chilling. We were vibing. And, uh, you know, I had a couple notes here and there, but they were just like, bro, like that you, you got this, like you can do it, you know? And I've seen so many 
dope DMs like like Lexi and and DP Dave and Matthew Mercer and you know just all these different people that have come out the woodwork um, have shown me kind of like their own styles of how they get down and do the thing and I'm like I could do that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, is D and D the only TTRPG you've played so far, or have you tried other ones yet? I've tried, I've tried Root. Okay, and I've tried Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, um, those are the only other ones I've I've tried so far. Mm-hmm. But I'm very intrigued to play Ten Candles, um, Vampire the Masquerade. I know is is really popular. Yeah, I was like, I keep I keep wanting to be like, hey man, is there like a Blade type character I can be <laughs> in Vampire the Masquerade? Because I would just be Blade. <laughs> they're like you can like you a vampire hunter i'm like i know <laughs> <laughs> i said what i said yeah yeah exactly like, <laughs> no cap. yeah yeah no yeah that's so good i mean it's it's a lot of fun i think too like you know i have um quite a few friends now from the show who who mm-hmm. act and i and it's always fun to see people who perform like get into tabletop role-playing games just because you, I mean, you just enjoy taking on that character. And for sure, I mean, there are plenty of people who have no acting experience, myself included, who play these games and who can do a great job. But I think, um, yeah, it's always fun just to see people who are like, this is what I do and really jump into it and dive into it mm-hmm. and, and just get involved. And um, yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. And I think too, like one of the, the fun things I really loved about the recent, um, the was a four shot now that that you're premiering on your show uh with Lexi oh, yeah. DMing. Um mm. it, it, it's so fun and so funny too, but like watching the dynamic of the table, because it's a mixed group of, of folks and you have, you know, four black people at the table. Um <laughs> and uh and then KP and then two white folks. And so it's like um hearing the jokes about stuff from the black folks and all the black folks are like, yeah. And everybody else is like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, it seems sure. like I'm yeah. supposed to laugh right now. So I'm just going to continue. Um, no shade whatsoever to, to no, Mercer. Yeah. But I think that there's something about that of playing with other POCs that it's like, mm-hmm. it changes that comfort level. It changes like what you feel you can engage with. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I really love that. You know, your first tables, were they all POC or was it kind of a mixed group as well? No, there was, I was probably one of the only brothers there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, and I looked to change that. And yeah. this is before I even, you know, started to get on Twitter and see, because I, I mean, I just joined Twitter back fucking into the 2020s. I was just like, I'm late to the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Like, right. I joined um, a year ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, I always heard negative shit about it. And I was like, oh, I don't need to be on Twitter. Fuck that. Yeah. But, um, but no, like that was the one thing that motivated me too. It was like, man, it would be dope to have an all PLC or a black pod to be like, Hey man, the DM starts us off in the, in the barbershop and that's how we all meet up. And we all start kicking it and then, you know, and then the adventure goes from there. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we get, you know, our all of our advice from one of the barbers. Because that's that's where that's the that's a central hub of black of black communities, the barbershop. All the yeah. all the tea is spilled there, everything, all the shit talking is there. That's that's the main hub. Um and so I feel like, you know, having that aspect of of a role playing game would be really cool. Um, and just recently I did, um, uh, the cookout episodes, yeah. uh, shot those with all, all black content creators highlighting black excellence. Uh, we were going to do a D and D spinoff as well, but I figured, you know, 
let me build up the channel a little bit more. I got some I got some one shots under my belt just so people can see the diversity of the channel. And we just we just played magic. And it was like yeah, I have cats playing spades in the background. You know, I brought some dominant. We have brought, brought bones up in that thing. But the dynamics definitely, like you said, they definitely change because we're so comfortable with who who we are when it's just us. When mm-hmm. it's just, you know, what I'm saying like we're, we don't have to pretend we don't have to make a, you know, let me make this other joke so that everybody can understand. It's like, no, nah, this is if you if you don't get it, you don't get it. Moving on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier which gives you access to the Discord and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just you know go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe. Uh, follow leave a review if you can Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show and it is always greatly appreciated link is in the description thank you so much and back to the episode yeah that's so true yeah it's uh i mean it's great i think that's one of my favorite things as well coming into this space is like finding finding podcasts finding uh stream shows that are all poc um or all black or or whatever like it's just oh my god i I listen to the voices i remember so i'm i become really good friends with the whole crew at the everelm adventures podcast uh, which is an all black podcast and um the first time i turned it on uh, elias who's the dm raps the intro is a legit rapper and and then you just listen to voices and i was like this is the most euphoric feeling I've ever had of just like listening to something and being like, yes, like I love TTRPGs and this is like fucking in your face representation <laughs> that I've needed. And um, yeah, it was so cool. I mean, it, you, you got to go listen to that. Do, listen to our podcast, but for I sure listen to, to that, that intro. Yeah. Everrealm Adventures. I need, to, I need to write this down. <laughs> yeah. What was it again? It's the Everrealm Adventures. Everrealm um, Adventures. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm hollering at that shit. And uh yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, and and you know, things like that, like and to me, in that same way, like I'm I'm looking for that stuff so I can help push that to you know, I don't have a huge following right now, but like whatever I can do to get people to be like, hey, there's there's these folks that are representing us out here. Mm-hmm. Go listen to them, follow them, support them, whatever. Um, yeah. you know, it's so important because we're in this, we're in this weird kind of stage right now where we have like you know some of the like frontier people who have been doing this for a while kind of on their own like b dave and tanya um and and then you have like the second group of folks who are like they've built a following but it's still not a huge number of people and then now you have all these other people are coming up and so it's like we're all kind of doing our thing some of us are working together some of us aren't how do we all you know put yeah, this together to together. really yeah, yeah like to build a space where 
where we're recognized, where we're uh, platformed, where we're listened to. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, shows like yours are are ways that we get there, I believe. So, yeah. And then I'm trying to build that up every year. You know, like my idea when I originally started Tabletop Jocks was to have the cookout episode. I was talking to my producer about that since we began. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, we got to get one where all black content creators. And he was like, okay, I'm, let's, let's, let's try to figure out how do we, how do we make it happen? How do we do that? And we did it and it was a successful turnout. And I want to, you know, have a safe space for, for everyone period, but especially for our people, because we don't get that safe space when we go mm-hmm. elsewhere, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not, we're not taken care of as much as we take care of our own. And I wanted to make sure that people know when you come on our show, you're, you're good. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just trying to do the, at least an annual thing so people can look forward to it. Just kind of like, you know, I've never been to blurred con. I just heard about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, Oh, I didn't know it was a black nerd con. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, let me, let me, but, you know, just even being like the mini version of that, just being like, but just offering, you know, a space for people to come be like, Hey man, it's the cookout. If you, you know, come to the cookout every, every, we don't have it every year, mm-hmm. you know, weekend after Juneteenth, boom, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's just a, a really good joy for me to see that many black folks in that space that are doing their thing and are blurred. Um, just because, like I said, you know, as you know, in the black community still now, you know, like cats, we got cats like Donald Glover that had to do Atlanta to even get that kind of, I feel like he had the street cred anyway, especially with Charles Gambino, but like that motherfucker's a Renaissance man. Like he, yeah. he, can, he does everything. Yeah. And it just seems like black people don't stand him as much as they stand others that, you know, are in a smaller community or smaller space. And I can only imagine that, you know, it's, oh, well, he's with his partner who, whatever, and he's, you know, doing other stuff, nerdy, nerdy stuff, and we don't get down with that. So I'm just trying to normalize the fact that, you know, and I'm actually writing a show about that right now, a scripted show uh, about being black and nerdy yeah. and how he, it's like, and there'll be moments, it's kind of like, and, and kind of inspired by, you know, Atlanta, inspired mm-hmm. by, you know, insecure and that kind of vibe that, that gives off the like you can be silly but it's also it can get real serious too mm-hmm. um and just having those moments of like dealing with other black people like yeah i do this and i'm like fucking nerd or fucking weirdo or fucking you know whatever and i'm like <laughs> bro it's it's 20 it's just cool now it's just in the marvel <laughs> movies and shit like motherfuckers can be nerds and be cool like what the fuck so yeah <laughs> you know and, addre- and addressing those issues and trying to like blend everything together um and you know, meeting homies like like Cassius Marsh and and Posty, um, and that are that are definitely like super superstars in the in mm-hmm. the game, and and you know, given that, you know, easygoing like, hey, we're we're all doing this shit, we're all kicking it, we're all having a good time, you know. I think yeah. I want to norm, you know, trying to normalize the fact that you don't. There's not a stereotypical nerd that pops up in your head when you think of the word nerd or geek. Um, it can be anyone. Yeah. Know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, you know, I've talked about it before on my show, but like, that's why the show is called Secret Nerd. Because growing up in that same way, I had that same kind of like, the, I love this stuff, but I can't really talk about it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I, you know, 
I played sports. I, you know, I did all this stuff. I, I don't look like I walk down the street or walk into the game store and I don't look like a nerd. Um, they're like, what do you need to buy for your friend's nephew? <laughs> like, no, this is for me. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, so it's like you, we deal with that and it, it really is tough. Like it really does need to be, to be normalized. Cause you look at, you know, you look at yourself, you look at, um, Michael Sinclair, uh, mm-hmm. B Dave, like mm-hmm. we're not, we're not skinny, dorky looking dudes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like your show is called tabletop jocks and I, it's like, yeah. so yeah, there really is no, there's no one way for us to look. There's no one way for us to be. We all have different experiences. Um, mm-hmm. and it's important to acknowledge that and to not judge people about their experience and just you know, accept it. And like, let's, let's embrace each other for, for our differences and use that to like have a fucking conversation about diverse experiences in our games and how we look at stuff, open up our minds. We're not all just fucking single-minded about everything. Cause mm-hmm. even we can even, we can get that way in the black community itself too, of just like, oh, of, yeah. you know, how we talked about like, well, that's not, that's not for us. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. why is it not for us? We can well, not. do yeah, anything. Why can't, we go, <laughs> why can't we go skiing or why can't we go, you know, uh, I, I won't fuck with bungee shit, but I'll jump out of a fucking plane. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the, that's too much. That's that's uh, get the rope and uh, too much for me. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just shit like that. You know, it's like or yeah, exactly. You know, just normalizing these things and that that and also just bringing it like because that's that's why a lot of the settings where I started tabletop jocks, a lot of places were restaurants or bars because those are. I, I vibe with that kind of scene. I vibe mm-hmm. with people, just the social gathering. I guess for me, it was the social aspect of being nerdy and being yeah. social and bringing everybody around. Like me and, you know, my fiance, we'll go into a bar and the first thing we do is, like, hey, how you doing tonight? What, what can we get you? And they're like, damn, okay. I'm like, <laughs> no, but you are, you working your ass off. You need a shot. You need a this, you need a that. And we end up always turning up with the whole place like we turn every time we go somewhere it's like yo let's turn up let's get this whole let's get this whole fucking party started let's go yeah and that's always just been the vibe that i'm like i want to bring that to you know the ttrpg world the magic world you know the whole the whole nerd community is like there's we can all let loose and cut up and have a good time it's like that painting uh fuck was it was it good times where they had the you know the famous painting it's like uptown Saturday night. It's like everybody's just like it's like the famous pose and the shit yeah. like that. Like it's I want that to be what nerd culture could be too. Like we could all get together and turn up. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I think it's I think it's so important. I, I mean, you know, in regards to your show, you talked a little bit about the the fighting stuff, but like, do you have other other specific um goals that you want to to reach or or things you want to add as well? Definitely. Um, there is a, I definitely, I was like, I was saying, there's a script show that I want to, mm-hmm. that I want to put on the, on the channel. Um, there is a, uh, cosplay show that I want to put on the channel, sort of like, kind of like RuPaul's Drag Race ish, yeah. you know, kind of the situation, but, but with, you know, PLC black, you know, th- th- I want to, I want to highlight that. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of, because I started watching, you just pop, pop in, watching somebody, watch, my, my fiance watch RuPaul's Drag Race and I'm like, oh. That looks dope. And then you keep going in and in and in and be like, okay, I see, I see this. I see this. I see that. I see the, 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 the hype of this. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of, and watching like Rihanna, what she did with, um, Finney, 
uh, yeah, the Phoenix Savage show, mm-hmm. um, being like, oh, I can kind of blend both of those worlds and and then blend, you know, blurred culture in there with that and, you know, get some black black and brown people who are famous in the community to judge and get some people who are who who need to shoot their shot because mm-hmm. there's so many talented people out there that can design, they can cosplay, they can, you know, dress up and they don't get their due. So it's like, okay, how do I highlight these people to get them, you know, their start or, you know, if they can make dope costumes, make me maybe they get on the show and they can get a job in Hollywood or get a job on a set of a movie or something like that, or start, you know, selling their clothes more. Um, that, and then, I mean, I have so many different, you know, a video, I definitely want to do the video game, the video game show. Uh, I was actually doing that, uh, start of last year, end of 2020 with, uh, my producer now, uh, buddy of mine, Jay, we were doing Onyx battle league. So we were just focusing on fighting the fighting game community and trying to be like kind of like a mini Evo. So we were going to go on different tours and like have, you know, different tournaments in each city and then come back in LA and do it big and just have all the winners come back and just kind of do a thing. Um, so yeah, I, it's like ambition, people problems. I like, what do I focus on next? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but it's all good. It's all good. Like it, I, I am literally, I know I'm just starting out. I know it's, it's, you know, we're literally January 1st was day one. I got a lot of time. I know people have been making content for years and years and years. I'm not even close to doing that yet. So I got, I got some time to, to let it, to let it permeate, you know? Yeah. Well, I think too, I mean, you know, you never know what's going to be that thing that just kind of makes it just blow up. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think uh, one of my favorite YouTubers is um, uh, FD Signifier and he does like video essays about black pop culture, things like that. And he, I think he has only been doing videos for like a year or some, like not a long time and had one video blow up and just like poof, took off, you know? Nice. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, you, you never really know uh, what's going to be that thing that people catch on to. Um, but I think it's, yeah, I mean, those, those ideas sound amazing. And I think it's just, it's just going to be a lot of fun to see it all kind of unfold and, and see what happens. I'm curious too, because it sounds like obviously a lot of this stuff requires at least some kind of business acumen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that something that you feel like just kind of came naturally to you or something that you planned for ever like having to deal with? Not at all. <laughs> but, um, you know, learning in the acting world, you have to be a business. You yeah. have to treat yourself like you are walking, talking business. You know, everything has mm-hmm. to be from like you know, your self-care to, you know, maintenance on your body to, you know, everything like it all has to be, you know, and it can all be written off. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but everything like you, you are the business. Um, so I, once I started like putting my mindset to that, um, things became a little more open-ended as opposed to, oh, okay, cool. I'll just wait and see if I'm going to get audition and then read the script and hopefully I get a call back and then hopefully I get a, you know, I'll get a role. And then, you know, it's like, no, I can do all of this myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, there's so many ways to get into it and it, you know, I'm still learning. I'm definitely like very novice at it, but having that mentality and having that mindset kind of just came, you know, in the last like couple of years. Yeah. 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 I think it's, uh, it, it really, it, it shows, I think just because like, you have to be able to understand how to put yourself out there, like you said, and, and 
how to organize all this stuff and plan for all this stuff and find the right people to help you because, you know, as much as you can do by yourself, you still, you know, you need people behind the cameras, you need people doing all this other stuff, editing, things like that. You said that you had editors. Um, yeah, but it's, it's good. I mean, I think obviously, you know, it also helps that she seemed pretty good at networking and, <laughs> and being social <laughs> people so that, you know, there's never, you can never go wrong there. Um, that's, that's usually my downfall is that I'm, I'm so, uh, introverted. Sometimes I'm like, I never reach out, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's rough though. Honestly, sometimes it's it's hard to to put yourself out there because you kind of have you have to have this like not being afraid to fail, and yeah. you should in in any aspect you should be happy to fail because then you learn a lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize that when they do fail, it's not the end of the world. And if you fuck up at something, it's not the end of the world. Like you learn that lesson, or you just keep doing it, and that's insanity. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the goal is to to keep failing, no matter how how many mountains you climb, no matter how many you know places you get to. It's like okay, cool, I can keep fail, I can jump, climb this mountain, and see one in the distance, and be like, okay, cool, and I gotta climb down and climb all the way back up. And you, I'm always gonna see a mountain that's bigger that I need to climb in the horizon. There's yeah. never this journey is never gonna end, and I'm okay with that, and I love that, you know. Um, and I know I'm going to fuck up along the way, but all the fuck ups are going to allow you to new game plus that shit, you know, like yeah. you're, you're going to start with all the tools and all the weapons that you need to, in order to bypass all the bullshit that, that might've hindered you, you know, years ago or, you know, months ago. Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, okay, now I can take these extra steps forward even faster until you get to another roadblock and then you got to solve the puzzle. So that's life, man. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think that's philosophical and shit. Yeah. I think it's a good point though. Like, I think that's such a great analogy because. If I think about it, like if I were to start a second podcast today, it would be so much easier than mm-hmm. starting up, you know, like when I started the first time, um, because I would know the things I didn't know. Uh, and yeah, I think in that same regard, like having you having done a YouTube channel that ended for, for reasons, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Legitimate reasons, but reasons. And then so... And then moving forward, you even if that experience is bad, you still had the experience of starting the show, of of going through some of that process, and and taking that with you to make it yeah. what you what you actually wanted it to be. Yeah, you see how the you know you see how the the, the bread is made, you know, and you're yeah. like, oh, I can make that bread too. I'm just gonna go over here and make my own bread, you know. It's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure. Um, it, you know, in regards to the acting stuff, do you do you have like a preference? Do you enjoy like doing the like screen acting, or do you like doing voice acting stuff? I'm I'm very much a screen actor, you know, at heart. You know, I started with theater, uh, really got into that. Um, I love Shakespeare. I love you know the classics. I always want to like. You know, I love villain roles because I never get to like play the villain. I always yeah. love like diving into these like, man, what what does make what makes this motherfucker tick? Why yeah. is he so upset? What and why does he not give a fuck anymore? What what was the breaking point? You know what I mean? Like in this dude's life that like took him there. Yeah. So my favorite my favorite character I always want to play, and I still I will say it to this day, Aaron the Moore in in Titus Andronicus is that dude. That motherfucker don't care about nobody. He's he's Nino Brown in that motherfucker. He he don't care. Like he's like getting it. I'm like, bruh, I want to play this role. It'd be so much fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love I love screen acting. I love commercial acting. I was actually really 
kind of like when I first came out here, I was like, commercials, that's not real acting. You know, <laughs> I think a lot of people who came out of grad school came out of school with like a, you know, a repertory, the theater kind of background. They were kind of just like shunning commercials and like, oh, you just have to like look pretty and be fake. Yeah. And they've actually shifted uh, in the last like five, six years to be like, oh, this is like just improv and just having a good time. Yeah. Um, so I, I really started to gravitate towards that and it pays really well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, that and, you know, working with some cats that, you know, working with uh, Joe Montaigne on Criminal Minds and, you know, working with the late Louis Anderson on uh, on Baskets, um, you know, really taught me actually that that experience taught me more than anything else on on screen so far with with, with louis because he's just as dope he's just as dope he was this dope spirit mm-hmm. just came on set everybody was hey you know louis, louis here he's like what are my lines what's going on what's what's happening what's the scene yeah. who are you hey how's it going hey let's take a selfie hey don't post that hey you know, <laughs> he's, just, he's just he's just a fun fun spirit yeah. and once we started rolling it was just like they just let us go like we just had we had like and and I, I you know I, I was trying to do my due diligence and like follow along, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Is it cool improv?" Because he's improving a lot. And I looked, <laughs> I looked over to the director, and he was like, "Hey, if you can keep up," I was like, "Let's go!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that kind of opened me up to you know more stylists. Like I, I'll do drama, I'll do comedy, I'll do whatever. But I really love when there's no restrictions or when there's no no holes barred kind of you know curve your enthusiasm. Always mm-hmm. sunny in Philadelphia, kind of you know, banter. Cause that's, that's how life is. You know what I mean? You, yeah. Like I mean, my fiance, we banter like that all the time. So that's, that's my jam. I love shit like that. Yeah. Did you study a lot of improv in, in school? Yeah, no, I, we had, okay. So yes and no. I, <laughs> I was kind of a, Cause like I didn't do uh, acting in high school. I just kind of was a class clown. I was just, you know, yeah. fucked around or whatever. <laughs> I did like one play. And, um, from there I just said, okay, this is, this is something I want to do, but I didn't know the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I would get into plays and shit and I would just improv lines just naturally. And they'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, they'd be looking at me I would keep, I would keep the shit moving, yeah. but I would give everything in between and then give them a line. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, you can't do that. And like, I had one of my, one of my directors go, all right, I know how to manifest this. I know how to like teach you how to do you and also how to do the actual play. Yeah. So he gave me a lot of training in that. And then when I came out here, um, you know, I did the, did the whole grind with the, you know, groundlings and um, UCB and all that, but it didn't really teach me anything. It was kind of just more just a resume builder. Cause like, it's, it's hard to like, like improv is, is a, it's a thing you can work on forever. Yeah. It's just a muscle that you have to flex. Um, and also being like, you can't teach somebody how to be funny. And yeah. I, I really, I really like respect people who are hilarious and a comedy and like my fiance is way funnier than I am. And I was like, damn, I'll never be on your level of timing. Like you, you're just a comedic genius. I mean, she's writing stand up and shit right now. She, she's definitely getting into the groove and yeah, I think we're inspiring each other every day. And that's, you know, that's a really dope thing, but yeah, I, I do love just kind of, you know, rolling with the punches and not really knowing what's going on. And then all of a sudden the scene starts and it's like, well, now we are two people and we got to deal with each other. What's going on? What's the scene? What's this? What's that? And it's just, it's, it's dope to me. It's like, yeah. take all that in. 
So, yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I mean, you know, do you feel like you incorporate improv a lot in your, in playing TTRPGs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I prefer to, my, my preference would be to not know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And figure it out as, as I go along because I want to take in everyone as the dynamic of who they are and mm-hmm. their essence. Yeah. And figure that out and kind of roll with the punches and like, oh, OK, that's what you're giving me. That's the vibes. Yes. It's the very yes. And mm-hmm. type of vibes. Unless it's, you know, some shit that you're like, yeah, let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. haven't had that experience, though. Um, yeah. You know, I've worked with a lot of a lot of people in this space. Everybody's been very chill. Everybody's been really cool. You know, having the session zeros and stuff like that. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And, and I had one with Lexi and she was like, oh, yeah, session, session zero. And I had one with Drac. And I was like, oh, OK, cool. Like, this is this is dope that we're considering other people's feelings on that. You know, I've never had a bad experience, you know, knock on wood, yeah. uh, in the TTRPG world or in the magic world. Well, <laughs> magic, magic, I think, I feel like people who play magic and the people who play TTRPGs, I feel like I gravitate more towards people who play TTRPGs because there's more actors and they're more outgoing and, and friendly and, yeah, you don't get that a lot in the magic space. You get that every now and then little speckles of that. But you get it a lot in the TTRPG space. And that's, I feel like that's who I'm gravitating towards lately because not that I don't love magic or any nerd, anything, but like I'm really gravitating towards this space because there's just so many bright, happy souls that I'm like, I'm like that too. And I want to fucking turn up with y'all. And it's it's just a good time. You know, I don't, I don't want to like go in the comments and be like, you didn't play this card right. It's like, you can't not play your character, right? You play your character, how you play your character. Yeah. And the dice will let you know, you know, the outcome of like, all right, I guess I failed. So this is what I do. Or I guess I succeeded, you know, greatly. So this is what I do. And this is how I celebrate. And, you know, and I've, I've worked with a lot of DMs that have, you know, really honed in on that and been like, oh, well, okay. I, this is not technically how you play this game, but I see y'all dynamics and I love that shit too. When a DM yeah. can improv with you and know exactly how to get the best performance out of you. And I think that that's, is something special. Yeah. I, when I write one, one shots for me to run, I, mm-hmm. I it's so loose. It's like a page of notes. Um, there's like specific lore stuff, specific NPC stuff, and then that's it. And a lot of times it's like every time I go into those games, it's like, okay, introduce your characters. And then people do it. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is not what I expected it to be. So now I got to change how I'm reacting to this game. And then they're doing stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it's so much better for me personally to be like, let me react to who you bring to the table than for me mm-hmm. to be like, actually, I wrote it this way and I'm going to need you to tone that down. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because it's like, even in a session zero, sometimes you don't really know exactly what somebody's going to bring to the table. You don't know what voice they're going to bring sometimes mm-hmm. or the energy or any, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just like, you have to be flexible in that way. Um, and I think that's really good. Mm-hmm. And I think too, to your point, like you mentioned, gravitating more towards the TTRPG people. And I can see that because Magic the Gathering is a competitive game. And mm-hmm. competitiveness after a certain degree becomes like we're we're talking shit to the point where like we're close to fighting, you know what I mean? Or we're yeah. trying to push that energy. Um, right. It doesn't always feel that way, but the, you know, it's easy for that way. It's easy for that to happen, that energy to happen in a space where it's like I win or you win and I want to mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. Whereas in TTRB, you just like, we just want to have fun with each other. 
we're working with we're working together towards a common goal. Yeah. You know, and even if people have other goals outside of the main goal, we're still working together towards that. And I haven't, you know, I've heard people trying to like sabotage games and be like, I'm going to be the heel or I'm going to, you know, fuck everyone over in the end. But it's just like, I wouldn't enjoy that unless that was like a good character arc and they really like surprises at the end. But like, we're all working together towards one unit. It feels like an ensemble. It's an ensemble piece. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I love about TTRPGs is that, you know, like I said, you get to let that those those flex those acting muscles, you know, a little bit and and like stop, you know, having to worry about, OK, how do I play this car? Who, who am I going to play and how am I going to work this to my advantage? It's like, oh, OK, you're doing that. You wrote this. Oh, let me help you out. You know, let me you know, it's just a more collaborative effort. And I, that's, I, I really dig that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Are you um, are you into anime at all? love anime okay i was gonna say the other there's another big con that's made by black folks and it's called a uh, dream con i don't know if you're familiar with uh Shoot. rdc world the youtube channel heard about that nope but i'm <sighs> down it's so much fun rdc world is like they're all i think they're all these dudes in their late 20s now probably but they probably mm-hmm. started when they're like early 20s uh-huh. and it's i think all black guys except for one and they do anime skits and they like they blew up, they have millions of followers um, oh, on YouTube. Yeah. They do these insanely funny uh, anime skits, um, fighting game stuff. And they had, they just last year started it. They're doing it again this year. They started this thing called DreamCon. And it's like basically tons of black folks, POCs come to this convention to just share their love of anime and, you know, fighting games. They do like Smash Brother competitions and stuff like that. Um, and this year, two black folks from another podcast called uh, Give Me the Loop Podcast got in nice. on a TP, TTRPG panel. And so they're going to talk to all those folks there because there's no TTRPG representation at that con yet. And so, oh, only, again, okay. this is only second year, but there was none last year. And so they, they were able to get a panel in. So now they're going to talk to more black folks about like, hey, if you don't already know what these are, like here's how to join. Here's people to get to know. So that's why I was curious if you've heard of them. You should check out RDCs as I well. I, I have no association with them. I just, I just love their stuff. They make great content. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I like I said, I, I am, a, I am still, I am still baby in this, in this, you know, <laughs> yeah. in this world. Like I'm, you know, very, very new to the game and, and figuring things out. And you know, I, I love suggestions. I love checking other people out. Coll- definitely collaborating with as many people as I can is is the goal. Yeah. You know, it's like. I didn't know these people existed and like, you know, having cats reach out to me and be like, Hey, like, like yourself, like I, yeah, now that we, now I'm, I'm a huge fan now. So like, let's, <laughs> let's, let's collaborate. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's get it in, you know, more, especially if you're, are you LA based or I'm, I'm in New Mexico. I'm a couple hours away. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's not, not terribly far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're ever in LA area and you want to just kick it or, you know, come on the show, just, you know, just like vibe out. Like I'm definitely down. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I, I I love this. I think you know, like I said, what you're doing and 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 what you're creating is is uh, is just so great for the space and for for the people. And um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what else you can what else you bring forth and and just everything that comes from it. You know, it's you've got great people already on your show working with you. You're a great person just for meeting you today. Um, yeah, so I'm loving it, man. I I I wish only success for you. Same to you, brother. Like let's 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 hype each other up. Like this that's all I'm about, man. Like let's let's keep this thing going. Hell yeah. Well, yeah. So um, you know, before I let you go, where can people find you? Where, you know, 
Twitter handles, all that stuff, YouTube? Oh, yeah. Um, pretty much all my handles are the same everywhere. TikTok, Twitter, IG, at BlackVito underscore. Um, you can find my YouTube, uh, Tabletop Jocks. And um, yeah, that's kind of it. That's all I really have. I just have the the three the three main things, I guess. Um, yeah. TikTok, Twitter, and, and um, IG. And, and yeah, yeah, subscribe, like, comment, become a patron. We do... Um, you know, we play uh, magic a lot in our in our Discord. We also yeah. um, we also do one shots every now and then. Uh, we we are expanding. The community is, is growing. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of dope people in there. A lot of actually a lot of POCs and and women that are are growing in our community. So if people need a safe space to come kick it and know that there's no weirdness or the, the vibes aren't bad, holla at your boy. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, perfect, man. Thank you so much for for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I I, I look forward to to hearing it and seeing people, what people think and 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 tuning into you in the future. Yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or Anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show, and if you like, leave a review to help us grow this thing. 